How did you like the presentation of Jim? I think this is the future where we should start working at Ball.com. For what part specific? Uh, well, the autonomous product teams being responsible for the entire value chain instead of uh, teams being responsible for just their service, uh, creating more dependencies between teams instead of adding value for the customer. And I saw Jim uh, talking about one football. It was really good. So I wonder how they would uh, also organize themselves when they have a hundred teams. But uh, still, yeah, it was a good talk. Yeah. Welcome to this special episode of the Ball.com Tech Lab podcast. In this podcast, we share our experience with you, peeking behind the screens of IT and tech in general at Ball.com, showing you our approach to IT e-commerce and retail platforms and it's a special one because we're re recording it at the ball.com spaces summit and with an external guest we are looking into the things that we are enthusiastic about that are happening here as always we have a bunch of ideas to share in this series this is how we do it i'm hosting the show together with peter brouwers my name is peter paul van der beek we both performed in several roles in it here at ball.com with that background and all the experience that came with it, we're really looking forward to share insights and learnings with you. We just had a great presentation at Spaces Summit with the title Scary Close to Fully Autonomous Teams. Within Bold.com, we strive for autonomous teams because we believe that we will go faster and are more agile and we have more fun. But it is also great to hear from people outside Bold.com how they perceive this. So we are happy to introduce our external guest to you. As he worked in Bold.com for five years, but went over to another company end 2018, he is the person to ask for reflection. Time to introduce him to you. So today's guest is uh, Jim van der Waal. He uh, works as a product manager at uh, OneFootball in Berlin. Before that, he uh, started as an information analyst at uh, Bold.com in 2014. He uh, built uh, quite a broad experience in roles like uh, Scrum Master, IT Project Manager, Product Owner. And he was always busy in uh, how can I co improve the product, the organization, how can I improve himself. So we're uh, really glad to have him here. Welcome, Jim. Thank you. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Okay, great. So, but first, Jim, you just had your presentation in, at Spaces Summit. How did it go? Uh, I think it went went okay. Uh, in the end, the time was my worst enemy, and I stayed within time. So uh, I think uh, it went well. Time is always a <laughs> challenge. Uh. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, five years of Bold.com and already half a year at uh, One Football. Um, can you describe One Football for us? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so with One Football, so we're an organization of around 200 people and what we're trying to do is we to cre really create a football platform so that you as a football fan uh, don't need to use five or ten products in the end uh, but really to have one product to consume news, to consume matches, uh, maybe even to to bet on games or everything on one football platform and really so that you can engage as a football fan. So uh, that's what we uh, w that what we try to do. So one entry point. So so uh, as a football fan, I would just go there, and then I'm basically yeah. done. I have everything I need. Definitely, there. and it's the thing that we more or less combine like 
technical capabilities together of actually knowing football and knowing a football fan mm -hmm. to really uh, enhance the experiences. Um, because in the end, it, it's it's an experience, right? So football yeah. is with passion, and we really think that we have with technical capabilities, we can actually improve this experience. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, if you compare it to Bol.com, how big is the organization? What is the number of tech people? And so, what I said, we, we are with around 200 people, where engineering is around 40, um, and product is 20. So, uh, yeah, I think in, we have around 30 to 40 engineers. So that's the ball that come of uh, 10 years ago, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's uh, definitely uh, smaller, but yeah. also uh, rapidly growing in that sense. Uh, but do you have like uh, like a sense of, yes, this was what ball.com could have looked like because you were there back then, but would it would have looked like, or is it because of the time already other things going on? Do you have an idea of that? You mean that would that at that time, like yeah, when I compare it to yeah. now. Your your what you yeah, do. maybe because what I do really feel is so the culture is quite similar. It's a really open culture, and and I think that's one of the things that Bold.com always had and and kept. Um, and I also see that in one football, but here I it's maybe a bit more intense. It really feels like one big family, but that also has to do with a lot of people who are international. So so they yeah they they don't have any family or friends from the beginning. So. Um, yeah, all these people really grow also towards each other. So, yeah. uh, and I can can imagine that with Bull.com at that time it would it was a bit similar. Yeah, yeah. yeah and so you can relate to that because from their perspective, you're also an international there. Yeah, that I'm an <laughs> yeah yeah I'm an international yeah definitely yeah. <laughs> How does that feel? Um, yeah, because what I said, the most of the people are in the company are international, so it doesn't feel that strange. Um, it's not special there. Yeah, I'm, I'm not special, <laughs> unfortunately. There were already two oh. Dutch people uh, working there, so yeah. Uh. But but, to, uh, but it, it's a nice bridge. Uh, I uh, was listening to your presentation, and in the presentation you you quoted, "Football gives uh, gives me a feeling of belonging." Yeah. So it, it it's part of the onboarding to go to a football match, or what 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 does uh, how does no, it work? No, not even. Um, uh, although we do a lot of uh, activities together with uh, with the company, so going to a football match. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually surprised we didn't do that yet. Um, no, but uh, definitely, um, if you look at the company, of course, not everybody is a football fan, but. Um, yeah, if you're standing around the coffee machine, uh, I think nine out of ten times uh, the talk is about football. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and uh, in the last episode uh, we, we put online, we talked about uh, uh, diversity, um, uh, intercultural diversity. Mm -hmm. uh, do you feel um, already included after a half year? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it was a very warm welcome, and it, it's also, of course, they have a lot of experience of of hiring internationals, and they know what's important for someone who goes to a different country. Um, that that you have a warm welcome and that you feel at home. So, um, yeah, they definitely spent quite some efforts on that. And next to that, what I said, it it also comes a bit natural because everybody is in that situation. Um, so a lot of times like people say like, yeah let's go out for a drink um, and everyone says yeah sure because n not all people say like oh no sorry I have a wife and kids to go home to so that yeah that, that makes, makes it easier yeah, okay. Uh, as well okay so maybe so far the, the intercultural part um, let's go over to the, the subject of your presentation mm -hmm. um, it was about autonomous teams and uh, um, the way you approached it uh, in, in, in one football and your uh, um, 
quite what was the what was maybe you have to tell it what was the so uh, the title <laughs> the title was that uh, so life at one football so how working at one football looks like and uh, the subtitle was it so getting scary close to to autonomous teams uh, exactly. yeah scary yeah. close to scary close okay. to i mean it's always a challenge to really have it but i think we're getting close and how do you, how do you see that these teams are really autonomous i mean if you would walk into the office and uh, what are they doing what would he what would uh, if peter and i would come to visit you what would you see that they are doing and they're all wearing a different jersey no 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 um so what would you see so i mean we're still uh, small enough to all fit in in one big floor as product and engineering um and you would see every team uh, working on uh, like sitting on on the blocks of their uh, block of desks and working together with their own screen um, not that different from bold.com in that sense but where is the difference because i, th mm -hmm. I from the presentation i got a sense that they that, that at least to your in your opinion they are closer to being product teams yeah so in, in that sense because it's focused on customer products so how products are conceived from a customer perspective um, and so each product team really works on end-to-end -end products so from uh, let's say uh, front-end to back-end uh, with all the disciplines within one team cool okay. can we can we go uh, one step back the, um, maybe ask the question why uh, are autonomous teams so important for one football um, yeah so one thing is to if to keep the speed because uh, that would is super important also from uh, let's say uh, I mean we're not that far away from being as or we were a startup uh, I think that you cannot call us a startup anymore but then speed having speed is is very important so doing continuous innovation validating ideas uh, because yeah I mean uh, more or less applying the lean startup uh, principles um, so that's why it's really important uh, to work like that and that's also what you see uh, on how the teams are working. So having the responsibility of validating ideas and um, yeah, really focusing on delivering the customer value and things that customers actually want. So if you look at that, <coughs> I hear that, that that one of the, 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 the because you're already asking yourself the question, how are they working? And then you basically said, well, validating IDs, so uh, putting tests out there, like, like A-B tests or stuff like that, and then validating the results, uh, see whether it's the way forward or not. Are they, is that the one thing or are, what else is there? Um, so what else, like what kind of practice do yeah, we have as exactly. a team? So, um, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't really see. Uh, so, what I see as the the biggest thing, and also what's uh, a bit different in the way of working uh, at Bold.com, is that we also deliberately work on the discovery funnel. Mm -hmm. So we really look at what kind of ideas do we find interesting, and mm -hmm. before someone dives into it and creates a business case. Uh, and works on it for a couple of months and also actually becomes emotionally attached to the plan. Yeah. Um, we see like what are all the ideas, we cannot do everything, so let's see what's the most interesting part, uh, what's contributing the most to our company goals, and then we it moves a stage more or less and then we say as a team, okay, uh, let's, let's try some things out if this is really what we think is delivering that kind of value. 
And if it's interesting enough, then it's also when we're more or less going to work on defining the epics and user stories and all the things that are, uh, I think, normal from Scrum principles. Okay, so what I'm hearing basically is that, that in the earlier phase, you're already assessing the ideas and possibly also rejecting uh, uh, some of them. Which, uh, but also is that because of that, like uh, the backlog or the pile of ideas basically that's uh, is also uh, smaller, uh, I guess. So in the end, from a high, very high perspective, the work in process of uh, of the team is lower, and a lower yeah. work in process from a manufacturing <laughs> point of view means more throughput uh, speeds, so more speeds. So yeah. and, and and is that from a yeah, high perspective? Yeah, what you're yeah, after? yeah. That's what you definitely see. Um, um, if I look at it in my own backlog, it's very small because er all ideas that more or less all the epics that come on our backlog is something that we actually already know that we're going to do. Mm -hmm. um, of course, all priorities can always change, but we don't have like 20 or 30 epics which we already researched um, and people actually spend time on because in the end, this, these are also resources that you spend on it. Um, but like, um, we try to minimize that kind of effort in the beginning to actually already try things out and to involve also the team in, in this kind of discovery. Yeah, so basically, I think you do two things there. By rejecting them, you save time from a business analyst or people with um, mm -hmm. that kind of uh, functions. And you're also lowering, yeah, basically the, 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 the weight that the team has to carry because they know all the stuff in the background. Oh, we have to do this and that, uh, yeah. all these things. Yeah, we definitely have a very clear focus. And that's also why we try not to do um, like this multiple discoveries at the same time because mm -hmm. we want to do a discovery and immediately more or less jump to if it's interesting enough to move to a delivery phase because otherwise um, so you set yourself in a certain mindset right if you thought yeah. about the idea and the the best thing that you actually want to do as a team is the next day actually start implementing it so it's really a downer if you then say oh no we have to wait uh, two months because we're still busy with the with the old uh, old epics so that's also why during development um, or if we're working on the the, the bigger things um, I'm for example not planning any any discoveries with the team because uh, it doesn't make any sense to if we just started a new project or a new feature to already do a discovery for the next one and yeah, um, yeah. and even in these two months that are between in your example yeah things could have changed I mean I, I think yeah, especially when when you're in the phase at Europe, between somewhere between startup and scale, basically, yeah, things really happen really fast. The users uh, uh, develop other patterns with your with your app and your website. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, and th that's also I think what you notice. Uh, so as soon as you research a lot of the ideas, I mean, that's the same with Boldcom. We have too many good ideas, <laughs> and there are always better ideas, always. But sometimes you always need to say, I, I don't care if this is the best idea at this moment. Let's just keep the pace, and we think it's a good idea. It delivers customer value, so let's not try to research another one that might be better, yes or no. Because in the end, that's also where you spend your resources, and that's I think you make that decision deliberately as a team. Yeah, and also at that point in time, as you mentioned, because you're at, at that point in time. Okay, from all the ideas that we have, what has the most value at this point in time, and maybe in the future, yeah, there could be way more better ideas but yeah. for now this is it and we have to make the decision now yeah. yeah yeah and you say you make that decision as a team and i when i listened to your presentation i saw two slides uh, one said business plus it eagles autonomy and business plus it eagles uh, continuous innovation so the key 
of the team is that it is a a combination of business and IT. Yeah. And that's the big difference with Bol.com, right? Yeah, or at least it, because we... Um, so, of course, within Bol.com, also the product owner works really closely together with, with the team. But I think... Um, but n normally we have the, the business analyst as a, as a side team also uh, working on, on initiatives and, uh, and projects. And I, I think that's where... Uh, within one football, we only have the product manager in that sense from let's call it a business uh, perspective, and he's working on a daily basis, hourly basis, maybe even together with the team. Okay, so that's where the uh, where the difference is. And as as a team, you are end to end responsible for the uh, from discovery to uh, yeah. delivery. That's what. And you and of course, it's. Per phase, it, it differs who's involved. In, in uh, so um, me as a as a product manager, I'm way more involved in the earlier stages of actually res researching ideas and uh, and also involving the different kind of stakeholders in that sense and making the decisions. Um, where but still, like at the moment moment where we think like you know this idea is really interesting, so we need to also know more. What does it mean on a technical perspective and how can we scope it? Then it's we we involve the team to do the to do a discovery. Okay, yeah. So we talked about discoveries. We talked about the, the team setup, and, and uh, you made it more multidisciplinary together with business uh, input. Um, another item that 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 caught my attention was the slide where you said, okay, um, you sh there's a mind shift going on. You should not focus on the output, but on the outcome. Can yeah. you? Uh, yeah, so one. it's it's the thing of if um, as a team, I, I mean, this is this is a hard part because um, if you have, let's say, something as rational as story points, and you can say this week we we delivered uh, thirty uh, story points, um, and you think like we did very well, but then you are a bit output driven and not really outcome driven, and if you think more like from outcome driven, so in the outcome is then uh, focusing on customer value. So what kind of value do we need to deliver? And this also means that maybe that value at that time is not actually achieved by development work. Um, maybe it's something else. And um, and this kind of mindset where not everybody thinks from their own expertise and only focuses on their, their own kind little part but looks the bigger picture, that's... Um, Although rationally it sound makes sense, still it's uh, in in practice it it's hard. Yeah, I can imagine because yeah, one of the things that uh, Scrum also tried to do was to get um, actually developers to code and to have them coding and get all the other stuff away basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And here saying now uh, maybe the at some point in time well they shouldn't code they should do other stuff. Yeah. That's a really interesting tension, it I guess. Definitely, and that yeah, that tension you feel, and that's why I also think that this mindset is uh, uh, so it's not born in a day. Next to that, it's not for everybody to say to mm -hmm. put it like that because, yeah. I mean, you if you say like I just want to code, uh, fair enough. I mean that's that's fair, and I think the but I I just think from from my perspective and really working on if you work with with product teams and really focusing on customer value. That mindset is holding you, holding you back. Right, if you are then really focusing on uh, on on output driven. Yeah, and so in in that sense, it's not just about multidisciplinary teams, but uh, kind of also about multidisciplinary persons because you want to use basically the p 
people that are in the team, basically to uh, yeah develop or, or to be able to multiple tasks. Yeah, that's what you're asking. Yeah, and you need to be a bit flexible in in helping each other out, and of course you try to use each other's knowledge as as good as possible because you have the knowledge there. But um, it's the same with where people say like maybe it's it's not efficient in this way of working because um, um, if you have front end and back end working in the same team, they would wait f- wait on each other, mm-hmm. um, creating a dependency. But as long as you have all the dependencies within the team, then within that team you can actually m- help each other out as yeah. well. But you need to be flexible. Um, and but you since you also have a product manager and uh, let's send that sense business within the team, so. Generally, of course, it's more logical that they do the research, but um, because maybe it's more their expertise. But yeah, um, sometimes the teams need to help out. Uh, what and what's what's your role in that as product manager? What? Um, um, so you mean like uh, if, if uh, we to look accom- accommodate the, this uh, um, this team? Yeah. So um, in that sense, it's the basic responsibilities that you have as a as a product owner and but then i would say like a, uh, so product owners of course like keeping track of the backlog and and the things that are maybe a, a bit more straightforward within the scrum principles but as a product manager it's also more that you so you think about this this discovery uh, funnel of all the ideas you want to research and for me it's identifying like at what point in time it's uh, interesting enough to involve the team um it's also of course making sure that the team has enough focus um and in the end it's maybe also to make sure that uh, we all understand that um maybe there's a there's a sprint where there's no back-end work um and the back-ender still like in that sense like if he maybe doesn't feel happy like i you still need to make sure that everybody sees that they were productive and that they had a a share in in the kind of value that we delivered, and I I also see that a bit as as my role to make sure that everybody feels that we're all contributing to that as a team. Yeah, so that they're they're contributing, maybe not in the way that they're really passionate about, but they're still yeah. contributing, belonging to the team, and adding value. Yeah. And and I really see that this happens. Um, so maybe to give, give a example. Yeah, I was just gonna say like <laughs> I, I can give a practical example. Um, so there's a uh, so within the the core team we're working on uh, more or less platform uh, initiative. So that means that we're also uh, a bit of a SRT SRE team. Um, and so we have a front-ender within the team, Dominic. He didn't even start that long ago. Um, and But at that time, we didn't have a lot of front-end initiatives. And he joined the, uh, the SRE engineers to work on configurations of, of uh, uh, what was it like, uh, of the network for DDoS protection. Mm-hmm. And he worked on that. So it's totally not his expertise, but actually he loved it because he learned a lot from it. Um, and yeah, it, I mean, I, I see that it works. And uh, as a team, it be, yeah, I, it's uh, it's also a lot of fun. He had a lot of fun doing it. And but of course, I know that if we will not have anything that's uh, front end related in the in the coming months, uh, um, he feels like I'm not using my my expertise. Which is of course like you shouldn't by default have all the disciplines within one team. It should always make sense. Mm-hmm. I can imagine. Yeah. Okay. You were, you were also. Um in the preparation, talking about some some uh, interesting quotes that you wanted to um, uh, to dive into in your presentation, for instance, uh, technic- 
technically it's not possible. It's not how our IT landscape uh, looks like. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, it, I think it's a. It's uh, so all these quotes that I heard, like in the, let's say in my career of of why you wouldn't have all the disciplines in one team or why you wouldn't have uh, customer facing products. And with this, I always think like you shouldn't um, like your technical landscape shouldn't dictate your customer experiences and also the way that you're working on these customer experiences. Um, and and all. I know that from a pra practical perspective that might be hard, but it's in that sense I would say that's the way to go. And if your technical landscape doesn't reflect um, the way your products are being perceived by your your users or your customers, then it's yet deal with it in and deal with it in a way that um, the developers from who have ownership of the different microservices they work in each other's uh, code base. Or, um, or you 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 split it in a way that you can actually make your technical landscape reflect uh, your customer landscape. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, maybe it's good to go to the to the closing round already. Time is running out. Um, but to maybe to summarize for our listeners, um, what aspect that you learned within one football over the last couple of months did you wish you had known while you were in Bot.com? Ooh, um, what I would have want to know. Actually, it's the most important takeaway you want to give it. Right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So if, if we're looking at so the most important takeaway, and also in that sense from from my presentation, um, so it's like if working in product teams with all expertises together and having end-to-end -end responsibility, it it comes with its own challenges. But in essence, I think it's the way to create the best products for your customer. And next to that, it's it's just very motivating and a lot of fun, and that's also like really important. Yeah, so there we have the fun again. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, thanks, Jim, for sharing your uh, uh, one football uh, story with us. Uh, for me, it was really insightful uh, because yeah, I I, I knew you in, in Bol.com, and now I hear you talking, and you're. It feels like what you learned over the couple of six months it's 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 uh it's it's worthwhile for for a couple of years already it's mm -hmm. it's really uh yeah the, yeah yeah thanks you, yeah, you learned true. i think so uh thanks for that uh sharing that experience with us uh hope you enjoyed it uh, as much as we definitely did. i i think um, it's a sort of podcast it's a great initiative uh indeed better like i um uh, we've worked together for quite some time and it's really cool that you guys started this uh, this initiative so thanks for having me great to to be able to contribute thank you okay and thanks for listening to this episode. If you like this episode, check some of the others. Subscribe to our feed. Go to Spotify or iTunes. Search for TechLab and subscribe. Hope to meet you in our next episode. Have fun.